Okay, hey there everyone. I hope you're doing well. You've tuned into another segment of That Girl, Jenna Carasella. It is for our Monday well-being discussions. It's actually, yes, May 30th, 2022. I cannot believe the year is, it's like transitioning as fast as it's been going. We're almost halfway through 2022. But anyways, we're doing the book Prayer, Faith, and Healing. Prayer, faith, and healing. Cure your body, heal your mind, and restore your soul. So here we are. We're in part two, paths to prayer. So hopefully you can tune in. Um, got the podcast going on. So grateful for that. All the technology and Facebook has removed restrictions. So yay. Thank God for that. Small miracles. So just going to jump jump straight into it. The major talking points. We're going to go through um, affirmations those types of prayers. We're going to talk about prayer of agreement. Next is going to be daily prayer and then tips, nine ways to stay in contact. And then the last section I want to go over today is um, prayer for your enemies. Forgive and let go. So this is going to be a very um, heavier discussion talking points, but I hope you guys can stay um, in tune with me because I'm going through this transition. It's a little bit late. It's pretty much midnight. It's pretty much the next day and I spent um, a lot of time reading this, taking notes, getting things prepared, getting my heart and my mind in tune to actually share this with you. I'm going through this healing process and journey alongside anyone else who's listening and tuning in. So I appreciate your patience and I as always, I apologize for wasting your time, and yes, just give me a moment to gather my thoughts, and we'll continue on with this. We're going to be doing um, affirmations. Personify the power of the positive. So an affirmation is essentially anything positive, um, encouraging reinforcement types of prayer. And I'm not even going to over here. So, sorry, give me one moment. I'm going to kind of redo this intro really fast. So, oh, it's not letting me go live. I don't know why. Okay, anyways, we're also going to continue. It says, um, it can be found in the Bible. It can be a simple, short one, Psalm 23, or a longer, I'm sorry, a, sh a longer one would be Psalm 23, or a short one would simply be, God save me, God be with me, God is with me. And we also have the example of the Nicene Creed, Apostles' Creed, Athanasian Creed. One of the intros is, I believe in, God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, took under Pontius Pilate, was crucified and died and was buried. Third day he rose again from the dead. So, continue on with that. There's a Reverend Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, and he says, Use positive Bible verses to bolster our confidence. We also do it to replace destructive thinking. So this one's really, really important, and we talk about... Um, when we are bringing ourselves down, when the enemy is in our head attacking us, it's so important to be able to replace them with something more constructive. Usually God's word helps. Um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4.13. If God be for us, who could be against us? That's Romans 8.31. Um, spend several minutes, you know, he continues on saying, um, repeating things. Being in God's presence, God is with me. God is helping me. God is guiding me. So different ways to address this issue of the reinforcing the positive thinking. It's just to be filled with the Spirit, um, reading the Psalms, singing spiritual songs. So one of the 
crucial points about this discussion, which I'm very, very grateful that they, um, the authors did have this included here. So what is, how do we best phrase or what does it say? Yeah, use affirmations. And they say to line it up with the chief affirmation, which is, um, thy will be done. And that's what we always have to remember, and that if it's not lined up with God's will, then we should be, um, we probably shouldn't be praying for it. Because the very, very example he has is understanding sometimes our prayers may not get answered. We may not know why they're not getting answered, but keeping in mind, is it in tune with God's will? Are we being grateful? Do we thank God? And um, are we staying, you know, hopeful with the positive affirmations while we wait for our prayers to be answered? And instead of focusing on the negative thoughts, you're encouraged to rethink. Instead of saying something, I'm a nervous wreck. Thank you, Lord, for your peace, because your word says, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. And we need to be very patient and wait, you know, lean on God's, under, uh, his timing, not our understanding, but his understanding, and that the rep repetition of our prayers is like watering a seed that's been planted. So in time, we just got to wait for him. So I want to jump to um, another subsection of prayer, which is a prayer of agreement, and essentially is multiplying the power of prayer. And they have the, the scriptures from Deuteronomy 32.30 talking about um, one person running after a flock of gulls on the seashore can get a thousand, but two people can get ten thousand. And it's quoted Jesus saying um, in the Gospel of Matthew 18.19, Again, truly I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. And it's very helpful to have a prayer of agreement when you're going through stressful situations, when you're feeling worried, discouraged. You need to sometimes lean on the strength and prayer of other people around you because your spirit is so, you know, just worn down by the world. So it's good to have people come alongside you. Also, you know, sometimes you may not consider something to be prayed about and another person has a different perspective on the issue so they know more specifically what to pray about on your behalf that you may not have even reached so it's not as if God isn't hearing your prayers it's good to ask other people to pray for you because they um there's just so many different layers and things that you know you may have missed and someone else could like oh yeah I need to pray for that specifically sometimes you're so depressed or upset that you can't even really get your prayers out there so thanks be to God that we have that option and that prayer is there and other people can pray for us and also very very important he says pastor hammond points out that the other biblical rules about prayer also apply for instance we can't expect god to approve lustful or selfish desires even if we are able to find someone to agree with us about them so still needs to be in line with god's will always so this next section right here is going to be really exciting pray without ceasing so they bring up first thessalonians 5 17 a command by the apostle paul to the thessalonians and jesus is saying to his disciples in luke 18 1 always pray and do not give up so a lot of times people talk about prayer without ceasing it's very beneficial it's a it's a blessing it really is an opportunity to be in communion with the lord and talking with him 
So they use the word command here, but we need to also see it in a different perspective that it's it's an opportunity, it's a privilege to be able to talk to God without doing any fancy ritual. You can just literally have a conversation in your head, which is what this is going to continue talking about. It's caring, loving, living life. Those are different forms of prayer. If you have God in your mind and you're mentally prepared for it, or that's what you're getting your mind in tune with, is to be in prayer. There is um, an ancient an ancient prayer book of Russian Orthodox, and it says, Prayer is not a part of life, it is our life. Every thought, word, deed, indeed, every breath, ought to be a part of the soul's constant conversation with the ever-present God, in whom we live and move and have our being. So that's really profound because not trying to, like, you know, like say, like sing my praises or anything. It's just an observation I made because sometimes I criticize myself. Like, hey, I'm not, I haven't really prayed. I haven't really sat down and really, really concentrated on praying. And then I realized that um, usually that's what I, I actually am doing. My thoughts are taking me back to what is God's will for me. What does He need me to do? What does He want me to do? Um, what's the best interest of everyone else? It's not just me sitting around twiddling my thumbs oftentimes it's so if we continue with what the book says though the authors have acknowledged that um if we acknowledge god and all that we encounter then we do pray without ceasing if we seek to do our best and seek to please god at all times you know um we're open to his revelations in our lives and expecting waiting on him expectantly that's that's being in prayer and also a monk Meister Eckhart put it one must learn an inner solitude where or with whomever he may be he must learn to penetrate things and find God there to get a strong impression of God firmly fixed on his mind so thanks be to God because genuinely I oftentimes try to default my thoughts back to that of being in tune and in line with God and it's very encouraging because I found this book to come alongside the healing process through past um, disappointments and past trauma and mistakes and dealing with life, um, dealing with, you know, health concerns and scares, having an opportunity to see things in a different perspective and also have um, faith reinforce the encouragement. And I hope that with whatever I'm reading or going through we're talking about, it can bring encouragement to other people as well. That's the prayer and hope. So we're doing the book series and um, the Monday Wellbeings, talking about mental and physical health concerns. So here we are, and let's continue. The praying nonstop in words. There are people, you know, who do participate in purposeful verbal prayers while awake. Um, there's different forms of doing it. To maintain a constant dialogue with God, talking to Him as though He is our ever-present friend. Um, ongoing work of the Spirit, says Reverend Everett. We can be thinking of praying for loved ones at the same time. So we can be talking to someone, we can be engaging with someone, and have the positive thoughts being in tune and in line with God's will for yourself and that person that you're engaging with. So it's a very, very powerful to have the, like literally to have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, and that is what's helping you and guiding you and directing you along when you encounter every person, your loved ones, peers, co-workers, you know, 
the result of God and His Holy Spirit in us, moving us and directing the prayers in the depths of our hearts. And I'm thanks, seriously, I mean this with all of my heart. Thanks be to God for that because I have seen it happen. I've seen it happen myself and I've heard about it happening to other people and that's what it means to genuinely put your full faith and trust in love. And then there's another quote from um, 19th century lawyer turned preacher Edward M. Bounds. And he talks about different saints in the Bible, and he has one of his he expounds upon this work in his um, his classic work, Power Through Prayer. And I'm going to read a couple of points from this gentleman here that the authors have quoted. Um, the praying man in the Bible were with God through many sweet and holy wrestling hour. He mentions that that we don't really have probably all the prayers that these you know these saints and church fathers. And apostles and disciples had like they probably had more extensive prayer life with God but we didn't get it recorded in the Bible so he's just saying you know they won by few words but long waiting like how many times were they you know Paul talks about how many times you've been stoned and shipwrecked and the things that these believers in Christ suffered and endured just the thought of um, how much time they actually spent praying you know so a good deep consideration and I hope that um You'll find more time. Get into God's Word and study more. But let's get to the second segment of of segment two. Daily prayer. And they have nine ways to stay in touch. And I added a couple of, you know. But so let me just go ahead and go down what they have written here. So daily devotion, which you can, you know, get a book, inspirations. Just stick to the Word. And I recommend audio Bible as well. Keep a journal. It's important to keep documenting things. Once when you write things out there in your mind, you also perceive things differently, and it helps with problem solving. Where you can ref refer back to past things and see what God has done, and his, whether or not He's worked in your life. And that prayer, the things that you've improved on and needed to change, it's good to keep track. Um, praying in the morning, they recommend first thoughts in the morning is to be tuned in line with God's will for you. Tap a liturgy. Go to some of your church history, old theological books, um, they have well-documented prayer, regimented prayer schedules that keep you in, in tune and in line with God's will for you throughout the day. Very beneficial to have liturgy. Everything is structured out for you. It's been used for like sometimes centuries. Ancient writings that are still relevant today, believe it or not, it's still relevant for today. So yeah, tap into liturgy. Make it a family affair. Um, have more family prayer meetings. Pray for each other. Pray out loud. Get into the habit of praying out loud. Myself included. Your prayer, speaking out loud. Having that confidence, that sure feeling. Like, hey, I'm talking to God. I'm in communion with Him. Speaking out loud. So, um, also pray at night. Pray at work. And read... Um, the work of the saints, other, you know, church fathers and um, inspired writers, not even just the fathers. They've got some female um, scholars out there and theologians that have great insights that you can look into. So I also have added some little notes, scriptures on the wall, get some artwork, and have the God, you know, Lord's Prayer. Um, music, memorizing scripture. So, once you're having a hardship, you should be able to pop into. I was recently challenged to memorize Psalm 23, and I'm very proud. And, well, I shouldn't say proud. Um, I'm not 100%. It's like, I give myself like a 97%. I'll probably fumble over some of the words, but I'm very, very grateful 
for the opportunity to actually to, to accomplish that. So I'm very grateful. It's a challenge. You memorize scriptures. And also, this is new, not new for me, but I need a constant reminder to seriously count your blessings. This is a good way to get in touch with God and say, hey, you know, I just wanted to give you a shout out, Lord. Thank you so much for um, the um, the friends and fellowship. Thank you for the church family. I thank you for the safety and security of um, where we're living right now, the um, opportunities that you're giving us here, Lord, that, you know, Thank you for giving me. Thank you for health. Thank you for the wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for um, your word that it's been preserved despite whatever's happened to the Bible over the years that we still have it. It's still real relevant. We know there there's Christians worldwide. Just count your blessings. Thank you for, you know, whatever you want to think of. It's Memorial Day. Thank you, Lord, for the people who have served and who have um, sacrificed their lives for us, for us to live in this country with comfort that we have. And um, despite the feelings and mistakes of some people, we still have the opportunity to grow, and it just you can go on and on. And um, so thank you, Lord. And I mean that with all my heart. And it does bring a huge peace across upon you if you just genuinely let go and just accept. Like I said, count your blessings. There's, there's so much more going on in the world and I'm not sitting here trying to like you know don't you can't complain about things but also it just helps to get help you get through things when you are more at peace and you can realize hey you know what there are things going in my my favor there are things happening that it's good and I, I don't need to sit here and think about just the negative there are positive things so yeah count your blessings and also um, a way to get in touch with God is just be completely honest with your feelings and just be vulnerable and admit when you're mad, admit when you're struggling with something and um, continue with Lord forgive me or help me with this struggle or redirect my thoughts and he will do it. He absolutely will do it but it does take the the mental notes like I'm going to do this. So there's nine ways again devotionals, liturgy, keep a journal, listen to the Bible at night when you're sleeping. Sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night and if you're hearing God's word, you can quickly just, you know what, I'm going to go back to sleep with this thought. A lot of times I'll have the earbuds in, I'll wake up, I'll hear something. I'm like, oh yeah, that's good. That's a good reminder. And um, it's amazing sometimes when you wake up and you just hear that one little verse and sometimes it's like about, yeah, you need to really just love your enemies or you need to remind yourself that you're 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 just as sinful or you're a hypocrite too or, you know, just things that you need to hear. Sometimes you hear. So that's a good way to check in with God. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and close this segment down because the last one's going to be another heavy subject. So stay tuned for that, please. Okay, here we are. So we're still going through... Prayer, faith, and healing. Cure your body, heal your mind, and restore your soul. And yes, we are on part two. And the section I'm on now on this book is page 49, Daily Prayer. Oh, hold on. We just did Daily Prayer. Oh, fast forward. 53, Prayer for Enemies. Forgive and let go. So this one's going to be... I gotta approach this delicately because we have a lot of circumstances and situations where people are maybe not in the best of circumstances to um, to get to this headspace because 
we understand that we need to like let go. It says, uh, love our enemies, pray for those who hurt us, and forgive those who um, we are embittered. Why do we need to do this? Well, it says, Jesus does say to do so. And also, they said the selfish reason is it's truly, it's for our own good. It helps us to release anger and tension and frustrations and helps us, it help, it's healthier for us. But also, um, we need to be willing to love unconditionally, which is what forgiveness is, and for us to experience God's blessings, for Him to be able to work through us. We have to literally let, let emotional things go. And if we want Him to answer our prayers, and the authors encourage us, we must forgive those we feel who have harmed us. And ask God to bless that person, even though they they don't probably don't necessarily deserve it. But do we deserve anything either? Um, this is my little side note, not anything that the authors have said in this section. But if you really think about it, um, we all have, you know, sinned and fall short of the glory of God, you know. But then if you continue Romans, oh goodness, is it? I forgot what it was. I used to remember. So Romans five eight, but God demonstrates His love. For us that while we were still sinners Christ died for us we we're also sinners and he also died for us so this is things that we need to put in perspective when we talk about forgiveness and why we should forgive um, so if we continue with mark 11 25 through 26 and whenever you stand praying if you have anything against anyone forgive him that your father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses but if you do not forgive neither will your father in heaven forgive your trespasses so, the authors say, before we can expect our sin, our prayers to be answered, we need to develop and maintain forgiving hearts, letting go of grudges, bitterness, hatred, or desire for revenge and retaliation. This is from Dr. Sorry, Reverend Siang Yang Tang, PhD, and he's a professor of psychology. And so, we it's difficult, but... Um, what we hold against someone else will hurt us, hinder us, and stymie our prayer efforts. So this is one of the things that's difficult because especially um, different parts of the world right now, different parts of the country, maybe where you are, maybe what you're experiencing, we know that there are people who are in very abusive relationships, destructive lifestyles and circles, and to be a Christian and follow the Christian principles and guides. It does say that we are to forgive and to forget. And I'll continue on with the, with the authors and other um, contributors to this book have submitted about being a Christian. And this is where it's, um, this is one of the toughest calls. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like this isn't a difficult subject to address. This is a lot of reasons why. Um, Christianity and Christians do experience a lot of persecution around the world. This is why no one likes Christianity. A lot of people don't because you're literally encouraged to turn the other cheek, to allow your oppressors to oppress you. If you know they want something, demand it for you, not to put up a fight and um, to pray without ceasing, to forgive these people. You know, another quote from the book says, Ask God to forgive us for any ill or vengeful thoughts and ask God to help us learn to forgive others. Recommends Dr. Sylvester. And um, that's essentially, there's no 
conditions. There's no but, ands, or ifs. Forgiveness unconditional is like loving someone unconditional and putting things in perspective, like seeing them as a, a child of God, you know, trying to love them the way God loves them. You know, it's... The authors also say it's important to understand what forgiveness is and what it's not. So, you know, real forgiveness is to forgive and forget. But you need to forgive before you forget. Because if you don't forgive and you just kind of tough, stuck, stuff it away, it'll, it'll pop itself back up. And you have to make the conscious effort to do it over and over and over and over again. It's not just, okay, I'm over it, I forget the person, and move on. No, this is where it's like, it's a mental hurdle, a mental exercise, a mental challenge. And if, if you're living in a situation where you're getting constantly attacked, or you need to constantly be forgiving because they're constantly hurting you, um, it's this is where the putting in perspective situation as a Christian, we talked about in the other chapter, you know, praying without ceasing. I'm going to go back because this is the only thing that may get you through any situation. I've had to do it myself. This is why I listen to the Bible so much and why I'm like going through this book because it literally says we can maintain a constant dialogue with God, talking to him as though he is an ever present friend. Isn't he? Ongoing work with the spirit, sister Reverend Everett. Um... So, I'll, I'll, I'll quote even more. This is from page 47. Pray without ceasing. Even though we're constantly involved with the word, talking on the phone, going to meetings, driving to the store, we can be thinking of prayer for our loved ones at the same time. This is a result of God and His Spirit in us, moving and directing the prayers in the depths of our hearts. So, take that same mindset with um, going through hardships of life, dealing with an oppressor and I'm not I don't want to sit here and say stay in a if you're in an abusive situation definitely seek help get out call a crisis center shelter law enforcement we're not asking you to stay when your life is being threatened you know you do have the right to defend yourself but if there's a situation where um, it's just someone a friend peer you know something that they're hurting your feelings it's a reflection of them their broken selves and it's coming out and attacking you um to be in the mindset of prayer and the lord the holy spirit will direct you where it is that you need to go or how is best to handle it or he will send you people to come to your aid um every circumstance is different it's there's so many extreme variables we don't understand all the details we don't understand why or how things necessarily work out but for your physical and your mental well-being, whatever circumstance you're in, it says to find, experience love, feeling love and joy instead of fear and hate. This is what releasing the anger will do for you. The forgiveness and putting it into perspective. It needs to be, you need to replace the love, the, the anger and fear with love and joy. Releasing fear, guilt, unresolved grief, and anger, and letting it be replaced with joy and love. I'm going to say it over and over. And this is a quote from Dr. Sylvester. We can't change your feelings, but God can. 
We should acknowledge and infer that we are angry at a person we feel guilty, but that we are willing to not have those feelings. Like This is where you have to like grab it and say, I don't want this anymore. I don't want this. God, please take it away and replace it with what you want, your peace. You know, we need to acknowledge that we're feeling what we're feeling in the situation and feel love for that person and ourselves. We need to open our minds to allow God to work on us. Allow him to show us how to love the person and allow God to create a new perspective. He will always if we ask. So this is what the, the challenge is about forgiving. Keep praying until it happens. And real forgiveness is you're going to forgive the person and then you're going to forget it. And that's where it's like the forget part is going to be difficult because then you got to remind yourself that you forgave and then you got to forget it. And they could pop up again and repeat the process until it doesn't pop up as much. Until eventually it doesn't bother you. Until the next thing, but then you repeat the steps. And this is where it's very, very difficult. But Dr. Williams, another author, um, Redford B. Williams, MD professor, he says, there's definite biological links between hostility and anger and the increased risk of certain diseases like coronary heart disease. So positive emotions like trust, forgiveness, and love seem to enhance physical health. So forgiving is powerful, says Dr. Sylvester, powerful enough to affect all aspects of our life. So for your physical well-being, for your mental well-being, um, the benefits are there, but also because God the Father has asked us to forgive and we need to look at other people the way God sees him or her, his children, and just love the person for who they are. And it's a challenge, but it is doable. And with God's help, we can accomplish these things. Okay, so again, um, we talked about different types of prayer. We're jumping into or part two. It's called Paths to Prayer. We have a lot more to go over, but today we did affirmations, which is a positive prayer. And I also didn't bring up the acronym ACTS, A-C-T-S, which is the um, acclamations, praising God, claiming for who he is, creator of my life, the omega, um, the beginning and the end. He's the... Um, omniscient, omnipresent, he's like the healer, you know, the different types of things to ascribe to God. And then there's the confession of our sins, the thanksgiving, and then the supplication. So different types of affirmations, very important, positive thinking, and um, having that in tune with God. And then prayer of agreement, getting in sync with other prayers and other people to pray for you, different things that you may have not thought of to pray about, they can pray for you and cover you and support you. Um, the pray without ceasing, being in God's word, seeing God's word around you, singing it, memorizing it, spending time in the morning, making sure you're doing it at nighttime, and finding every opportunity you can to speak to other people or the Holy Spirit to guide you in your steps. So daily prayer, prayer without ceasing, and then Prayer for enemies, and this is a difficult one, but it's also one of the most beneficial to you when you can get into a mindset and perspective of unconditional love, loving these people, loving people that, you know, you would ordinarily get mad about and keep it 
bunched up inside, but they're asking you, the Holy Spirit's asking you to forgive them and to release it, and it's also beneficial for your own health. So with that, um, we're going to continue next week, but it's been our Monday Wellbeing Discussions. And today is May 30th, 2022. It also is Memorial Day, so we want to send a thank you to all the members who have served and the loved ones who have lost their family members, service members, serving our country. And definitely we need to have a, a mindset of gratefulness and gratitude, and that's one of the things that we're grateful for. Thank you so much for everyone who served, anyone that's tuned in and listening, and um, I can only hope that you're doing well whenever you're consuming this content and I always apologize if I've wasted your time and with that I will leave you and God's peace.